blue drinkers. I don't know. Does that really work? I don't think that works. We'll come up with something. Drunkards works. Maybe we'll try drunkards. Anyways, hello everyone. It's Ed coming to you live from New York City. It's cool but humid here today. And... Oh, I am not feeling very well, so this could very well end up being a very short episode. Um, but I promised you that I was going to come and do, a, do an episode this weekend. Um, I got to see my favorite drag queen yesterday perform. Her name is Prodigy Major. Um, if you're going to be in New York City, I believe it's November 10th. Um, she's hosting a fundraiser for MS. Um, it's called Don't MS With, with Major. All the all the proceeds will be going to MS. So please, if you're here, go to Stonewall Inn, experience some history, and support a really just a really good human being. Um, you can follow her on Instagram. Um, just look up Prodigy Major. Um, you can like her Facebook page again, Prodigy, uh, Prodigy Major. She's she's just really a wonderful, wonderful person, and you know I'm just very blessed that. Um, in my breakup, I got custody of her, so to speak. Um, speaking of people who are not so wonderful, sorry, Prada, I I didn't want to have to go from you to talking about Roseanne, but you would get a kick out of this. Just please, when you're, next time you're on stage, don't call me out for this bullshit. (laughs) Um, no, I love you. I don't love Roseanne quite as much. Um... So, on Friday we talked a little bit about Roseanne um, doing that really weird, bizarre video where she claimed she thought, quote-unquote, that bitch was white. Uh, The bitch being, of course, um, Valerie Jarrett. Um, I don't know if she realized that people were mocking her. Or if she's doing some sort of weird performance art. But now she's kicked it up a notch. And I didn't think it was possible. I really didn't think it was possible for her to be this stupid. Like, I'm imagining... Um, the, the biopic that's going to happen from all of this. She's clearly having some sort of mental meltdown. Or, like I said, this is some sort of weird performance art. But now she says that ABC canceled her show because she voted for Donald Trump. And it has nothing to do with her racist tweets. It has nothing to do with her behavior. And everything to do with who she voted for. I'm going to deconstruct one time and one time only why she's a fucking idiot. And I don't say that lightly. The whole reason why her reboot, the Roseanne reboot, got greenlit is because it was going to focus on a family that was fractured by politics. Going in, ABC knew that Roseanne voted for Donald Trump. They knew that her character was going to be a Donald Trump supporter. That was one of the reasons why they thought it was so great. 
because it reflected upon what was really happening in the world. I, I shouldn't say the world. It, it reflected on what was happening right here in the United States. Especially in the Midwest. They wanted that. Since Last Man Standing had become so expensive and they didn't own a piece of it. And the even though the ratings were good, they weren't great. Um, and, and I can... Uh, let me just emphasize this for everyone. Last Man Standing was canceled because of a business decision. It had run six seasons. It had always been on the bubble. After the first season, it was on the bubble because it wasn't bringing in the kind of ratings that ABC wanted that they expected from Tim Allen. So for for six years, it had been on the bubble. It had always managed to escape because the ratings were decent for Friday nights. With all the contracts being up, they had to be renegotiated. ABC was going to have to pick up the cost of Tim Allen's raise. Tim Allen and the cast raise. And it wasn't worth it for them anymore. It wasn't feasible. That's why the show got canceled. Not because it was a conservative show. If that was the case, they would have canceled it after season one. Okay? Same thing with Roseanne. Not only... Did the show get greenlit? It was also renewed for another season. Almost immediately. We've talked about this. So Roseanne can cry and blame and and throw spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. But the truth is, her behavior got her show canceled. She is the cause of this. It also negates everything she said to the rabbi, where she said she accepted her responsibility for her actions. Because clearly she does not. She wants to play victim now. She wants to, oh, woe is me. Bullshit, bitch. You knew what you did. You knew what was going to happen. There are consequences to our behaviors. You reflected badly on Disney. And Disney had to take care of that really fast. And we're going to talk about someone else in just a second who is dealing with the same thing. I'll be right back. And I'm back. Um, If I cough or if I have to stop a segment suddenly, please don't um, worry. I'm just not, like I mentioned in the first segment, I'm not feeling very well today. Um, I'm not sure if it's the heat, if it, what it is. Um, I could have food poisoning. Um, But if I have to stop, please don't worry. Um, I'm fine and I will do another episode tomorrow. Um, we'll get our weekly Monday episode in, I promise. Um, I just wanted to get out, get that out there, just in case I had to end end the segment really fast. I know we, we kind of have a tradition here, but the human body sometimes has other plans. Um, let's talk about James Gunn. Now, I was just talking about how, if you reflect badly upon Disney... They're going to get rid of you. James Gunn is probably uh, the best example of them not caring who you are. They're going to get rid of you. James Gunn has made Disney, if not a billion dollars, he has to be very close to it. Um, he... 
he um, was steered and helmed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and 2. Um, Volume 1 was a surprise hit. Like, Disney did not expect it to do well at all. They kind of buried it in the Deadland of August. And it just surprised everyone with how big it became. Um, and then Volume 2, you know, coming from those expectations, it wasn't a surprise hit. But it, it, it still made a ton of money. So it was a no-brainer that he was going to helm and write Volume 3. Well, now he's not. He was fired um, as of Friday. So what happened? Some of these journalists got their... Not some of these journalists. Some conservative journalists got their panties in a knot because of Roseanne. Now, people are going to tell me I'm wrong and, you know, this is the Me Too movement. Bull. Because what happened was some old tweets that James Gunn, and they are disgusting tweets. Um, There's pedophilia jokes. There's um, all sorts of just really bad tweets there. But Disney knew about them beforehand because there was a huge thing about it and he was like, I was a provocateur. Okay. I don't like it, but I get it. Like you were doing anything to make yourself stand out. So these conservatives like just started, why isn't he being fired? Why is Disney still paying him millions of dollars to do these movies? And they fired Roseanne over an innocent little tweet. First of all, it wasn't an innocent little tweet. Okay, let's be clear about this. What she said was racist. Period. As someone pointed out, if if it wasn't meant to be racist and it was meant to talk about um, anti-sentiment, anti-sentiment, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, she wouldn't have added the Muslim Brotherhood in there. She was being racist and she was being hateful. Now, James Gunn is no better. He was, what he said was disgusting. And frankly, I, I didn't know about this until just, um, until the story broke. But I, I looked into it and yes, they are disgusting. Um, and he, and he was fired because Disney could not have that on their brand. And that's the whole thing. When you work for a corporation, you are their image. It doesn't matter if you think you're a provocateur or you're a sitcom goddess who can ascend to the highest levels. It doesn't matter. Because you are symbolizing them. Now, there's talk that Roseanne might go to Fox, which is stupid. And I'll tell you why it's stupid. Because Fox is being bought by Disney. Not the net- not Fox Network, but they're not going to have a television um, production company anymore. So, she's going to be fired again. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where we're, we are with this. James Gunn will probably bounce back and he'll probably get a comeback because he has apologized for him. He's apologized for him again. Um, People are urging, Tom Blair is urging Disney to rehire him because he's one of the good guys. Again, I don't agree with what he said. I think it's disgusting. I think it's gross. 
But I do know that he'll make a comeback because he does have all these worldwide gross. You know, he has really good grosses. Um, all of his movies make money. So he probably just needs to lie low for a little while and um, let things die down. And I'll be right back. Okay, and I'm back. I had to get some water. I'm sorry it took me a little bit longer than normal. Um, if you're listening to this as a podcast, you're probably wondering, like, what the hell I'm talking about. Um, don't worry about it. <laughs> so... Let's talk about the Buffy reboot that's happening. First of all, I am really, really tired of all these reboots. Like, the Will and Grace one was was great. Um, I know people didn't... There were certain people who didn't like the Roseanne reboot. Um, mostly because she voted for Donald Trump. And, and I get it. But the show itself was very funny. Um, and it was very successful. Um, I, I have really high hopes for the Murphy Brown reboot, and I'm hoping that it either comes to streaming or we can buy it on iTunes soon. Probably not because of the music rights, but I'm hoping, because I love Murphy Brown. Ugh, if I could just buy the entire series, I would sit all day and just binge it, because that was my jam. That was actually what made me want to become a journalist in the first place. Um... But, I, you know, the on the drama side, you know, I know there's been some successful reboots. Hawaii Five-0, um, the MacGyver reboot is very successful. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like there's another one that I'm missing. If there is, please just um, email me and let me know. But... Honestly, the Buffy reboot is one of those I just don't think needs to happen. Um, It feels like a Melrose Place reboot. Yes, November O'Malley and I um, had this idea for a really cool um, anthology take on the the Slayer series. But this is like an all-in-all Buffy reboot. Um, the the difference is, um, the lead is going to be a woman of color, which I support. I think that's awesome. Um, and there's going to be much more diversity, which is, okay, you know, I get it, like, but here's the issue I have. Sarah Michelle Gellar is going to have no part in this. Every reboot that has been successful has had... Either all or at least a couple of the major stars um, from the original series. Dynasty isn't a ratings hit. And I think that part of the reason is, you know, they didn't ask Joan Collins to come in to do an arc. You know, how great would it be if the original Alexis came in as a rival to new Alexis? That could be, like, a really just interesting take on it. Um, Melrose Place's, Melrose Place 2.0, their ratings shot up when they brought back the OG bad bitch, Heather Locklear. 
so, you know, we don't know. The, the reboot's in the early stages. The writer's been hired. Um, Josh Whedon is going to be uh, around-ish, I guess. Um, like, basically, if you need him, call him. He's going to be an executive producer, but not really anything more than that. Um, but my, my issue really is how in the world are you going to make this work without, like, a Sarah Michelle Gellar? And I keep going back to her, not, like, Allison Hannigan or, um, David Boreanaz. Because Allison Hannigan has consistently worked, um, and I believe she signed on for a new show this, either this fall or, um, coming up. Um, the guy who plays Xander, uh, Nicholas Brendan, I believe his name is, um, he's in this really tragic cycle of getting drunk and getting arrested. And I don't remember if he's in the getting drunk or the getting arrested phase, but, I mean, no one's going to insure him. Um, and David Boreanaz has a new show called Seal Team on CBS. So Sarah Michelle Gellar not only was the face of Buffy, but she's practically the only one that's available at this point. So it would make sense to reach out to her, whether it's that, you know, maybe she's not going to play Buffy, but, you know, maybe she could play the big bad, or maybe she could play the watcher um and I know November O'Malley keeps yelling at me saying you know there was I guess there was like this whole thing with the Slayer Council where they say um that she can't be a, a watcher because if she was a Slayer and she um and she's a woman and whatever. Here's here's my thing. A creative writer can get around that. Um, and that's not to say that she can't be the big bad. It's not to say that she can't play some sort of role. Maybe she could train the new Slayer. I know she's supposed to be dead, but... Buffy died at least twice in the original series and came back, so... Maybe Buffy's a vampire. Maybe she was really the bad guy the entire time. Something to contemplate as we go to break. Okay, I'm back. Um, on Friday, this is an update of a Friday story. Um, we talked about Whoopi Goldberg and Jean Pirro um, having a really big nasty fight. It launched Jean's book to number one, and would be predicted that um, that the Fox News judge would keep the feud going until Saturday night. And I know this is going to come as a shock to you all, but Whoopi was right. Now, outside of the view, um, Whoopi's not really talked about what happened. Um, I'm sure she's been asked, um, but, um, she hasn't really said anything. Jean was all over Fox News talking about it. 
So Saturday night, um, at some point in her broadcast, she was talking about the feud with Whoopi. And mind you, uh, hold on, let me get to that part. So uh, in her broadcast, she was talking and she quote-unquote offered Whoopi Goldberg an olive branch and said, let's just agree to disagree. You know, and she, and she talked about it. She said she'd been on The View many times, which is very true. And that she's always been treated very respectfully until this time. Um, you know, and her and Whoopi have been friendly, if not friends. That part, I don't know. Like, to be honest, I can't really judge because I'm not there. I'm not. So maybe they were, maybe they aren't. But then she, you know, it, it all, on the surface, it all seems so wonderful and great. But you have to remember, afterwards, after the whole debacle on Thursday, she called will be in all of you co-host cocksuckers. Now, I don't understand why that's a bad thing, um, especially if you enjoy doing it. Um, but men like that, and as far as we know, everyone on the panel is a a straight woman, and while they maybe don't enjoy doing it, it it doesn't seem to have that same kind of insult that, at least to me, like, you know, um, I live in a neighborhood where, um, it's very inclusive, very wonderful, but there's a few um, of the younger men who are either afraid of their sexuality or um, they need to prove something to their friends and they'll yell cocksucker. I'm like, yes, thank you. But it always seems to confuse them. Because I'm like, why are you going to yell something at me that clearly I enjoy? You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I get kind of confused sometimes. I'm like, I know you're trying to insult me. Like, I get it. But at the same time, not really an insult because yes, yes, I do. So, thank you for recognizing. Um, but let's get back to Jean. Here's what really happened. She wants to come out looking like the good guy. She wants to... Oh, look at me. I dropped the whole thing. I offered the olive branch. I'm the good person. No, bitch. You are not the good person. You are the diva who thought she could control a show that you're not a producer on. That you're not a co-host on. You are merely a guest promoting your book. They are doing you a favor. You might get an audience of five, six hundred thousand. They have an audience of four to five million per day. So they are helping you promote your book. Now, maybe you're going to bring over your four or five hundred thousand and boost their ratings a little. But at the end of the day, they're exposing you to far more people than you're exposing them to. You are not the good person here. You're mad because you got caught and people weren't buying your bullshit. They're buying your book for some odd reason. Probably probably because it's your fans from the Fox News. 
Um, but they're not buying that you're the the ladies of the view attacked you because that's not what happened. You attacked them. You were rude. You were a guest on their show. You needed to be nicer. You needed to not talk shit. And I'll be right back. Okay, I had planned on doing a blind item, but we have some breaking news. Um, this has yet to hit the mainstream media, at least as far as I can see. I haven't. I checked Deadline. I checked. Um, I checked Deadline. I checked TV Line. Um, I checked EW. I didn't see it. Um, but this comes from a very reliable source. Um, over at page six. And they're saying that Sarah Haynes is leaving The View. Um, this comes on the heels of the announcement that Paula Ferris is also leaving. Paula Ferris is not that big of a deal because... First of all, she didn't really add much. Like, she gave the... She filled the journalist role that Barbara Walters and Lisa Ling and Meredith Vieira um, filled before her. But, I mean, to be honest, she wasn't very comfortable in in discussions outside of politics or news stories. Like, when... I, I always felt like when they moved to... Um, I'm trying to think of, like, the more pop culture or personal life stuff. She kind of got shy, which is fine. I get it. But at the same time, honey, you, you're you on the talk show. Like, you kind of have to give a little. Sarah Haynes, on the other hand, um, she never really gave her opinion that I... Like, you kind of saw her, like, give a little opinion. Like, we, we know she's anti-Trump. We know um, a few things about her, but... Excuse me. Um, really, at the end of the day, like we know more about her personal life and her pop culture references than we do um, her political affiliation or anything like that. Um, what we do, like with with Sarah Haynes, the view had the perfect perky co-host she was the one you know she did the um shop your view or whatever i forgot what it's called but she was she always did that um you know she was the one who kind of led more of the fun less controversial parts of the show so they're losing that, and I really feel like that's going to be a big dent. Because um, that's not an easy role to fill. You want to fill the moderator role? Bring back Rosie O'Donnell. Um, Meredith Vieira just signed on to be a, a, the host of a new, ta- on a new game show. So maybe you can't really get her, but, you know, bring back Rosie O. Um, or put Joy Behar in the moderator role. I, I really wish they would bring Rosie back just for the fun of it. Um, 
and I just want to say this because I, I've said it before to, to a couple of friends and they thought I was crazy. But I don't think the moderator role should be on... Um, if you're watching your TV, it's on the left side. I think it should be in the middle. And here's why. Because putting it on the left side makes it seem like you're a left-leaning show. And, and, I mean, let's be frank, it is. But, the moderator is supposed to be... Um, it, it, the moderator is supposed to start the conversation. And I think you that would be better done from the middle. Maybe I'm wrong, you know, um, I haven't watched a talk or the real or any of those other knockoffs. So I don't know, maybe, maybe they tried it and it didn't work. It's just what I think. But now we're going to start speculating as to who can take over the role of Sarah Kane. Um, because, you know, they're going to want five people. Um, and frankly... There's not that many people out there that that's going to be able to do what she does and so effortlessly and not cloying. Um, I guess we'll we'll see. Um, maybe tomorrow I'll have a list of names I think can replace Sarah Haynes. Until tomorrow, um, I hope all of you are well. I'm raising my glass of water to you. Cheers. Have a good day.